every country, religion, state, continent, town, city, ocean, border, anything that people can live on has a history. Now, for ancient Egypt, our history was pretty versatile. We had some recreation along with some sports. We had archery, dance, wrestling, along with playing the guitar, playing the flute, and telling stories. Now, yes, it's kind of all over the place and pretty versatile, but today I'm here to tell you about my perspective from being an ancient Egyptian about sports and recreation. Now, let's get started with sports, where we will learn about some record-setting archery moves, some wrestling tactics, and some dance moves that were religious, but at the same time, had you move and groove in. Here we go. Now, we are going to get started with wrestling. Some of the most common wrestling moves that us ancient Egyptians would use are called holds, headlocks, trips, body locks, flying mares, arm locks, shoulder throws, and more. Now, the referees never really made it clear if dirty wrestling was legal or illegal, so therefore, occasionally, choking would be put into play during wrestling matches in hopes to psych out our opponents. Now, if you've ever been to an ancient Egyptian wrestling match, you would notice that some of the paintings with some scary, intimidating phrases were written on them. Now, let me explain why and the history of those phrases. Have you ever seen the phrase, I'm going to pin you? Well, if you have, again, this is a tactic that us ancient Egyptian wrestlers would use to psych out on a our opponents. Of course, it worked at first, like any old little trick, but eventually, our opponents got used to it, and unfortunately, these tactics didn't work. But, I mean, it was a little bit fun to do, and I like seeing the reactions I can get on my opponents. And whenever it worked, it felt amazing to grab that victory right from their hands. My name is Eamon Hotep II. I'm an advanced archer who is supposedly able to shoot an arrow through a sturdy copper target while moving while being mounted in a chariot. Now, let's backtrack a bit. Supposedly able is inaccurate. Able is the right term. So I'm Eamon Hotep II, and I am able to shoot an arrow through a sturdy copper target at the same time as I'm mounted in a chariot. Yes, of course, it's pretty difficult, but whenever I went up against my fellow advanced archers, such as Ramses II, I would always show off my moves. Now, we always have our biggest rivals, who mine had to be Ramses II. He had the job of being an archer and hunter while staying impressively fit his entire life. That was his main accomplishment in his life, and I was pretty jealous of that, of course, but when I need to show off, I used my sturdy copper target move. And archery was also invented during 2000 BC, and immediately when it got invented, I jumped right into the sport. Joining an archery class was a risk that I ended up taking. As you could tell, it definitely paid off, so all I'm here to tell you is don't judge a book by its cover. Whenever you get put in a class, give it a chance, and maybe it will become your future. Now, let's move on to my personal favorite topic in this whole podcast episode, dance. When we would dance, we would dance with the same gender as ourselves. For instance, I'm a woman, so I would dance with a woman. A man would also dance with a man. I'm not quite sure why, and there's no explanation to the simple tactic, but it is still underway of figuring out. Dance was a very athletic sport, and some of the styles that were used were for religions or funerals. Some of the dances were step-by-step, which you could learn, followed by hand clapping or music as the background noise. Also, 
We would never dance in public because that would give people the intentions that we were part of the lower class, even if we weren't. Otherwise, that would be pretty awkward. Now that you have learned about the three basic sports in ancient Egypt, archery, dance, and wrestling, let's move on to section two, where I will teach you about recreation, such as storytelling, the Meehan game, Egyptian toys, music, and more. Thank you for listening to section one, and let's now move on to section two, recreation. Here we go. Let's now start off section two with the bang. Let's talk about the Senate game. The Senate game was ancient Egyptians' personal preference when they had to pick a game, along with being mine, still to this day. This fun game worked like another popular game called backgammon. Senate was was played by two different opponents. The board would be set up in three rows of squares, and the players would race around the squares to eventually reach the finish line in, in hopes to win the game. The Senate board basically looked like a pull-out drawer, almost, if you can imagine, imagine, but with, like, indented bumps of, like, a chessboard. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just do the simple task of looking up a Senate game. Now, this was one of our favorite games, so we would play a ton, and, yeah, occasionally I would win, and if I lost, I was determined to play even more in hopes to win because, don't get me wrong, I'm never going to pass up a night when I could play the Senate game. Now, let's move on and talk about some storytelling. Now, yeah. Next, we will talk about storytelling. Storytelling was a common recreational activity that us Egyptians enjoyed doing. Us Egyptians enjoyed telling stories, especially the one of Snurfew and the Green Jewel. This story explains to readers how a king's spirits are raised just by observing a gorgeous woman row him across the lake. This story was an all-time favorite for us Egyptians based on the fact that there's magic and wonder interpreted in this tale. We would probably read this story about two to three times a day because of how much we loved it. We can never pass up a time to read Snowfew and the Green Jewel. Next, I will be talking to you guys about the Meehan game. Here we go. Meehan game. Another fun and popular game for the Egyptians is called Meehan. The Meehan game board is sculpted from clay, and it is basically a big clay circle that you sculpt into a smaller circle, and you make little tick marks to be dashes for the game board. You would use a bunch of little chips as your pieces to play, and they were multicolor-sided. The game board from Meehan is sculpted from clay, along with being stained from weakened green paint. The reason the paint was weakened is so it could be stained on the board and it would stay there forever. This game was popular in Egypt before 3000 BC. Once you have followed the basic steps of this game, a winner is determined by the player whose line has eaten the most game pieces. This game, of course, does not live up to being as fun and great as the Senate game, but it is a close second, and again, I would definitely not pass up this game either. Anytime I have a chance to play games, I would definitely pick either this or the Senate game. Let me now teach you about some of the ancient Egyptian toys. Some of the toys that us ancient Egyptians used were similar to the toys that modern-day humans would use today. For example... Dolls and action figures are used today, along with back in the ancient Egyptian times. Animal toys were also used back then, replacing crocodiles. Puppets, dwarfs, and many weapons were also used. Also, we would play with toy women and men that we sculpted out of wood and clay. 
girl dolls that we created were created from cloth along with being stuffed by grass and hay as the filling. Now, let's talk about music, such as the harp and the guitar. Here we go. Finally, we will end our podcast about sports and recreation with music. Music was loved by us ancient Egyptians. Many of the simple instruments that you use today, such as bells, drums, rattles, and more, believe it or not, were created by us. I know it's pretty crazy, right? But we invented them. Some of the more complex instruments that we invented, such as the flute, guitar, and the harp, were also invented by us ancient Egyptians. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that harp strings could be fastened to help create different sounds, such as high and low pitches? Every instrument has an important date of when it was invented. And now I will inform you about when the harp was invented. It's almost like a birthday or like a little birth certificate. So here's the harp's birthday. (laughs) The harp is one of the oldest instruments ever invented in the world, as well as being constructed out of wooden bows during the first few models. The harp was invented during 3000 BC and is still staying strong in its usage today and is used by people all around the world, unique and different. After narrowing down the wide variety of sports and recreation to wrestling, archery, dance, Sonic game, Meehan game, Egyptian toys, there sure is a lot to cover. Hopefully, out of all these great, amazing, unique individual topics, you learned something new. After talking about all these unique individual topics, one of the topics that sure stood out to me was, you guessed it, storytelling. Now, please let me be, and I gotta go read Snoopy and the Green Jewel. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this never gets old.